This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. I got Darius Slate at number 10. He's averaging 12 PPR fantasy points per game over his last seven games. So, again, another solid plug-and-play flex if you need one. Uh, Richie James uh, is also a potential in deep leagues as a PPR flex play out of the slot against Washington. He's not on, on this list. Our producers frantically looking for him. He's not here. Don't worry, Mike. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's just another guy on the Giants that, you know, I think, you know, Washington has been lending up some points to slot wide receivers. So I figured I'd mention his name uh, just because of the fact that Wanda Robinson's out for the year. Richie James kind of took that spot in the in the slot. Um, and, you know, if you're in like a 14-team league, you might randomly – you need some random wide receivers to pick up. He's one of them. Yeah. Um, Slayton. Ben, yeah, go ahead. He's, he's quietly been one of the quality – Right, wide receivers that the Giants have had. You know, he's quality. He's not, you know, super great. He's not bad. He's just a quality receiver that you can rely on. And that's the production we've seen out of him the past few weeks. There's really nobody else, like you said, Richie James. There's nobody else in this Giants passing game that's going to, you know, you know, really take any targets. So if they're throwing it, Darius Slayton's going to have enough targets to be, to give you a nice floor each week. And he actually looked good. He mossed Anthony Brown, you know. So he has a little upside, I think, with his talent. He's more talented than anybody else on that Giants roster right now. Obviously, outside Wondell Robinson, who's injured, and he's going to be missing the rest of the season. But with Daniel Jones, a quarterback, the ceiling is never high. No. Benny Snell, have him here as a pickup at 11 in case Najee and Jalen Warren are out. I, I'd expect Schnell, Schnell, Schnell. I expect <laughs> Schnell, Schnell to share the backfield with Anthony uh, McFarland. But Snell was the 1A after Najee went out last night. Um, yeah. But we talked about that at length. Just in case Travis Etienne's injury causes him to miss a game, even though all signs are pointing towards him playing this week, it's better to, you know, maybe be on the side of caution and not let Sir Michael Hasey just sit on the waiver wire. Um, you know, at the same time, we might see Daryl Henderson come in and share that workload a little bit. You know, they did sign him, you know, before last week. He was he was a healthy scratch, um, probably because he just didn't know the offense. But, uh, you know, Hasey's worth a pickup just in case. And I'll probably yeah. rank him as like an upside flex play. I don't think he'll be in my top 24 this week. And that's only if Travis Etienne misses. I mean, I, I only think, if Travis Etienne misses. Yeah. I don't think Jermichael Hasty. There's not a whole lot of upside with this. It's more like you said, just in case, um, because we've seen players, you know, they're supposed to play. I think most notably, I think they were expecting Jamar Chase to play last week and they exactly. did. Exactly. So Happens these kind of things, they, that they, they happens all the time. Yeah. So these kind of things, they can change on a dime right before game time too. 
Um, we saw injury things happen with the Bears quarterbacks, and it was a mix-up. Obviously, not many people were scrambling to pick up a Bears quarterback to start each week, but you never know with injuries, and we'll see how it goes. Um, just add him if you have the space. Exactly. Ty Johnson, I have him here at number 13. You know, Instead of two pass-catching running backs for the Jets, there might be just one primary pass-catching running back, most likely in Ty Johnson. We mentioned Mike White, 25% of target share, two running backs last week. We've seen him pepper his running backs in the past. So there's still a chance that happens this week. You know, tough Minnesota front. Um, it's possible that, you know, the Jets might look for their running backs more to supplement the run game. Um, so he's like yeah. a deep league play, I would say. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a little opp- extra opportunity with Michael Carter out. But if you're desperate at a running back, like I think he is in play to start for you as a flex if Michael Carter's out this week. Yeah, this is a Jets takeover of the waiver wire. <laughs> I think this is our fourth Jets Dude, player on the waiver fourth wire. Fourth Jets player. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, well, that's the way it's been. You know, there's a bunch of turnover at the position. You know, the Jets have been hammered with injuries at running back this season. That's what you're going to get. And then the quarterback obviously is mixed up. Mike White looks like he's going to be a good option for these running backs. So there's no reason not to have him on the waiver wire. He's going to be the pass catching back, you know, assuming Michael Carter's out. I think that's you know, pretty much a given. And they've been yeah. using him oddly, you know, these past few weeks anyway, you know, even over like James Robinson, which is a yeah. little confusing. You, know, mm-hmm. you said a couple of weeks ago, you said the past couple of weeks that we've been seeing too much of Ty Johnson. He didn't, <laughs> really he didn't look bad. He didn't no. look bad. But when you have the other talent in the backfield, yeah, you're wondering exactly. why he's playing. But it looks like he might be in line for a little bit more of an increased workload. And the offense, you know, if they, if they can be anything close to what we saw, you know, it's going to be fancy conducive enough for him to be um, a starter. I don't think you're going to be starting him at any of your running back slots. I think flex is where I'd start him. That's the way it is with a lot of these waiver wire guys, but you know, he should be in line for some receiving work that will make him relevant. It's a safer floor than it was these past few weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jordan Mason, I have him here at number 14. You know, this really comes down to, you know, he's the next running back up behind Christian McCaffrey, so it makes sense to stash the guy who will likely get either, you know, work with McCaffrey while he deals with his knee irritation or just treat him as a stash in case anything happens to CMC and his knee issues get worse, right? No Elijah yep. Mitchell for the rest of the fantasy season. They traded away Jeff Wilson, so Mason's next up. Yeah, and that's what it is. This is like double duty with Jordan Mason, like you said, because he's going to be you know, backing up Christian McCaffrey pretty much the rest of the season um, if, if he plays. And if Christian McCaffrey doesn't, if he ends up missing time, you know, he's a running back in a 49er scheme. He should be good. <laughs> you know, we've seen running backs do really well. Um, the way the schemes that they run. So I, I think Jordan Mason, he's a decent pickup. I'm not starting him if Christian McCaffrey plays, but um, you know, if anything would happen, if Christian McCaffrey misses some time, that's the only reason I could see him going in the lineups this week and moving forward. Sorry. I got Van Jefferson at 15 here. Do you think he's a little bit low? He had a 29% target share last week. I'm just afraid of this offense, dude. Like, the I don't know what Bryce bad. Perkins is going to do. Yeah. You know, he did get almost a 30% target share. He did catch a touchdown this past week. Uh, it seems like he's their number one wide receiver for the rest of the year with A-Rob out, Cooper Cup out. Yeah. Like, should he be ranked a little bit higher? Um, or no? Maybe. A little bit, <laughs> maybe. I, I see your know. hesitation. Like, uh, go, if we could go back to the first slide quick to just see what other wide receivers we have on the waiver wire. I'm, I'm not sure. But um, I'm not sure I'd put him over any other receivers. I mean, Darius Slayton, no, I wouldn't put him over Darius Slayton. Um, Elijah Moore, Sky Moore, their perspective ads. If you want someone to fill in right now and start for you, I, I would take him over Sky Moore and Elijah Moore. Um, right. Mac Hollins, Makes sense. I would I would take Mac Hollins over him. So yeah. I don't think he's too low. 
I think he's right about where he should be. But um, this offense is bad. And as bad as the offense was, Bryce Perkins filled in admirably. No, he's an undrafted free agent. He did what he could um, with very limited weapons. If anybody's going to be catching the ball, I'm feeling like it's going to be Van Jefferson. I mean, Ben Skoranek, not much of a factor at all. So I, I think that you can pick him up, start him as a flex at best. And if he does better for you, you know, good. It wasn't like a bad matchup against the Chiefs either. Their defense isn't fantastic. So I wouldn't expect much from him. But, you know, if, if it ends up – you have nothing to lose picking up Van Jefferson. He ends up, you know, producing nine or ten points, a solid floor like Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, you're not going to be upset. We just got a notification from Tom Pellicero. Tweeted that Josh Jacobs is not expected to practice much this week, um, you know, if at all, because of the calf strain. Um, he'll get around-the-clock treatment in hopes of playing Sunday against the Chargers. What does that mean to you? So that sounds like it's a little bit worse than, you know, we originally hoped. It didn't look like um, – it, it didn't look bad on that 86-yard touchdown run last week. It did but not. We'll, we'll see. Um, I think he'll play. Even though yeah. it looks bad, I think he'll play. If he doesn't, I would be surprised. I don't know. Is Amir Abdullah the pickup there? I don't know, man. Because Amir but, Abdullah might not, you know, yeah, I, I can see Amir, Amir Abdullah, you know, his value going up. But I would have to think that, you know, Zamir White, you know, will, will be the early down guy, you know, moving forward. You know, he's looked good in the preseason. He looked good in the few touches that he had uh, on Sunday. If I were to pick up anybody, I think it would be Zamir White. Um, right. And I, w- I would pick him up, you know, as somebody that either, n- number one, you know, he either – starts for Jacobs this week if Jacobs misses the game or two you know you keep him on your roster while Jacobs plays the Chargers because you know and plus they're playing the Chargers right so you want the yeah. guy who's going to be running the ball against them which is going to be Zamir White if Jacobs misses yeah so that's kind of how I'm playing it if Zamir might if, if if Josh Jacobs does play there's there's still a risk that he ends up aggravating that calf and then you have Zamir White on your roster so right. I'm still wa- I still want to kind of pick him up. Uh, and uh, I think Amir Abdullah is probably also a legit pickup. So let's slide Zamir White. Let's see. Where would I slide him? I'll probably slide him above Kyron Williams. Maybe actually, yeah, right? Um, probably yeah. around that spot right there. If you really, you know, if you're looking for the most upside, that's probably where I would do it. Above Kyron Williams, right below Lodge and Skymore. I mean, even, you know, even above Sky Moore, I'm okay with. Uh, even above yeah. like Elijah Moore, I'm okay with it there. Um, the thing is, this is a very early report, so there's a chance, you know, we don't have to worry about this at all if Josh Jacobs plays. But sure, it's just since we we got to put our waiver claims today. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think he should be picked up definitely. Um, and then I would put Amir Abdullah right under him. I would say like maybe you know, maybe after Mike White, maybe. Or maybe Kyron Williams, something like that, around that same range. But yeah, yeah. both these guys end up and should be picked up, um, you know, just in case. Just in case. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
All right. So we got uh, who else do we have here? We got Nico Collins at number 16. Uh, you know, he got a decent target share this past week. We got a new quarterback in Houston. Um, you know, so it's like, you know, are, is, are they really going to play better? Like, is Nico Collins really going to be any better than he was? You know, no, no, no. But the offense you know, he's, is bad. <laughs> the offense is bad, but, you know, he is getting targets and, you know, he's it, it, not like he's not putting up any points, you know, 10. He's had, you know, 10 PPR fantasy points, over 10 PPR fantasy points each of the last three weeks. Well, not 9.8 against Washington, but you get the points. Nine yeah. targets last week, seven targets a week before, 10 targets a week before that, at least five catches uh, each of the last three weeks. So, you know, there's a little bit of room there. Cleveland is a decent matchup, you know, on up for perimeter wide receivers. So I'm I'm cool rolling him out there as a flex this week. Streamer wide receiver if you need one. Tyler Algier, you know, he's splitting this role 50-50 with Cordero Patterson. The only difference is that Patterson is running more routes than Algier. But in terms of the run game, these two are splitting things very evenly. And it's been like that over the last few weeks. Um, yeah. and it doesn't look like it's going to change because we've had we've had multiple weeks now where the carries are and the snaps on early downs have been pretty much right up the middle. Yeah, right up the middle, you know, says it exactly. They both had 11 carries. So that's what that's what you're going to see for the rest of the season. Tyler Algier, he doesn't have the receiving upside, but he looks good running. You know, I, I don't think he's ever going to surpa- surpass Cordero Patterson's usage. Um, obviously, they like Cordero Patterson in Atlanta, and they're giving him the touches, but Tyler Algier... I want to say he's worth a start. Um, his his workload is very limited. It's limited to just carries, though. That's the only problem. So right. his weighted opportunity isn't going to, be, going to be very high, and that doesn't translate well. You know, he had 54 yards. He might have looked good doing it on 11 carries, but it only amounts to five points. I, I'm not starting him, but you should definitely have him on your bench just in case I would anything would happen to Cordero you know, Patterson. If you don't need to start this week, you know, you might not want to pick him up. He had They have Pittsburgh, which is a tough uh, rushing defense this week, yeah. and then they have a bye in week 14. So just keep that in mind. You you might not want a roster clogger uh, for the next two weeks. But, you know, if Patterson were to get hurt or anything like that, you know, Algier, I think, can, you know, we saw this backfield kind of become a little bit of a mess be- without Patterson. However, I think Algier is a pretty good running back. If Patterson were to get hurt again, if that ever were to happen, I think Algier could actually get more of a workload than he's got in the past. Yeah. Um, you talk about but- him. Maybe being a roster clogger, yeah, these next two weeks. I think there's a good chance. There's a good chance, assuming this next game plays out how we're expecting it to. It's similar to the way it's played out the past few weeks. I think there's a good chance he's still on the waiver wire in two weeks. So, yeah, I agree. Um, Foster Moreau, you know, he caught a touchdown last week. He ran about on 95% of dropbacks this past week, uh, 19% target share. So, you know, if you need a tight end, he's one of the best tight end pickups that you you can get right now. Pretty much. Yeah. And if he's available in your waiver wire, he probably shouldn't be available in your waiver wire. But if he is, I mean, he is rostered in less than 50, 50% of the league. So he should definitely be picked up moving forward. And you can start him as a tight end one moving forward. Yeah, definitely against Chargers, too. I think yes. that's definitely a good, good matchup for you. Good call. And Alexander Madison, I have him here only because, you know, he is a, uh, you know, he's handcuff. just one of the best handcuffs available in a ton of leagues for Dalvin Cook. If Dalvin Cook were to get hurt, Madison becomes, you know, top seven or eight play at the position, especially considering yeah. that the offense is rolling. Yeah, um, is. Alexander yeah. Madison, he's another guy that we should kind of just have, you know, with a house on the ground. Yeah, with the house. He's been here the he's, whole week. Yes. No, not the whole season, not the whole week. Of course he's been here the whole week for two days. I think I was Jones at 20. Like he had a really good week this past week. Um, you know, Christian Kirk was quiet. 
but you know Zay Jones ended up doing his thing, and I think it was because Marlon Humphrey moved into the slot this past week. I'm gonna let me double check that for you guys. I know all the nerds, uh, fellow nerds, you know, are one is wondering like what happened to Christian Kirk this week, man? Like, isn't the slot supposed to be pretty good? I yeah. think Marlon Humphrey moved inside this past week. Let's see. Yes, he did. Marlon Humphrey hit uh, out of all of his coverage snaps. Uh, oops. Marlon Humphrey ran, yep, 33 of his 35 coverage snaps where it was in the slot. Uh, so that means that he was covering Christian Kirk in this game. Um, yeah. He played a lot in the slot the week before, too. So keep that in mind. And that's probably why Zay Jones was able to do his thing on the outside because no Marlon Humphrey there. So that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Um, it is funny because Zay Jones, it's just these games where he gets such high target share and he doesn't score a touchdown. I mean, he had the two-point conversion, but that's just been the way his – career in Jacksonville is gone, you know, so far. He goes nine targets, then four targets, then 11 and eight, then five, <laughs> 10, then three and five, and now 10 and 14 back to back. He's going to have Jones two day, targets this week. Yeah. If it's a Zay Jones day, if it's a Zay Jones day, it's a Zay Jones day. That's if the it's way a Zay it Jones day, you're definitely not starting him. That's for sure. Uh, because no. you will not know when to start him. Like in no. games where like he was supposed to do well, you know. He didn't. And in games he, like Baltimore, where he wasn't supposed to do well, he absolutely goes bananas. Yeah. When he's got Detroit, like you said, on deck. So Detroit, the, Tennessee, it, not bad. No, not bad. So Detroit, I, I'd be happier if I have to. I'd be happy starting Zay Jones at a flex. I have to. There you because go. it's a good matchup. And Trevor Lawrence looked really good. You know, granted, they're still way out of playoff contention and the team isn't good yet. But Trevor Lawrence looked a lot closer to what he looked like in college than he has in the NFL so far. He definitely has. He definitely has. Um, I, I do want to talk about, since we have a little bit of time here, I do want to talk about a couple of quarterback streamers this week. I'm looking at this. This week is a little bit tough. You know, I think Jared Goff, you know, against, I, I would say Jared Goff and Trevor Lawrence can both be started against each other yeah. this week. That matchup could be a high scoring one. Um, I, I'm okay starting both of those guys this week. I'd rather start Trevor Lawrence because um, he's been he's been getting it done, and so yep. I feel like Trevor Lawrence, you know, is a solid, you know, maybe borderline QB one this week against the Lions. Um, are you saying Deshaun Watson this week against the Texans? Yeah, you have to. If you've had you? him, if you've had him sitting on your bench the whole time, there's a good chance a lot of people have done that. Where are you ranking him? Are you ranking him as a, well, we'll find out tomorrow because tomorrow's our quarterback ranking show. But are you ranking yeah. him in the top 10? I'd probably say 11 or 12. Okay. I, I have to low look over low end QB1. Low end QB1. Yeah. And I think that that's, I don't want to call it ranking conservatively. I think that's where he's going to finish. Yeah. Because usually if he had a couple of weeks under his belt and he was, you know, back in the groove of things and he's going against the Texans, I'd say, yeah, okay, he might be high end QB1. We'll see how he plays. But I think low on QB1 is a realistic, realistic expectation. For that's that's probably where I'll have him ranked, too. Um, I have Daniel Jones as a solid. I would say he's a back-end QB1 this week against Washington at home. Um, he's been getting it done for you for the most part. You know, didn't have right. an amazing game last week in a tough matchup. But he got he was solid. Still still had like 15 points in, in standard you know, quarterback scoring. Um, what, what do you think of Jordan Love if he plays against the Bears? I don't know what, I don't know what the feel is, man. Like, I can't. I can't really, you know, tell like what is going to happen in that game against the Bears. Like, you know, are they just going to run the ball a ton? Are they going to let him air it out? He has the weapons, but you know, the Bears 
you know, I don't know. They just got uh, torched by Mike White. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll probably have him ranked as like a you know top twenty quarterback, but I don't think I can rank have him ranked like top fifteen or anything like that. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what to expect from him either, but that's kind of intriguing considering the way he played. Obviously, it was only what like a drive or two um, last week. Yeah, against the Eagles. There is some but, intrigue. There is some intrigue for sure. Yeah, he. he um, it, are you picking him up in a one quarterback league? Not in a one quarterback league. In a two okay. quarterback league, why not? But, of course, well, two quarterback, you have to. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> um, but but yeah, no, that's 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 good to that's good to note. I mean, like, so someone to kind of keep an eye on, right? Yeah. Um, I you know, uh, let's see who else. Ryan, T- dude, Ryan Tannehill has been passing the ball more, and against the Eagles, like, I have a feeling it's one of those games, like one of those games where Ryan Tannehill ends up going, you know, doing his thing. But yeah. over the last three games, nineteen points, twenty points, twelve points last week against Cincinnati, you know, he he does things randomly, like he can, ha- he can give you a five point game as well. And it's yep. in Philly, you know. It gives me a little bit of pause. Yeah, he, he's a stream. He's been a streamer the whole season, and his production doesn't really say streamer, but he is in total points a high end QB three right now. Which so is weird, man. He's so he, up and down. He looks good sometimes, and at other times he doesn't. And he gets away with it because of Derrick Henry sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I like I like Jimmy G this week at home against the Dolphins. Uh, that could be a high scoring game. Um, and I think that's really it. I, I don't love a lot of these other streaming quarterbacks, to be honest with you. Andy Dalton, you know, in Tampa, I'm okay, I'm okay with it. You know, I don't love it. Um, but you know, he's he, it's possible that you know you could probably rank him as like a top 16, 17 quarterback this week. Yeah, I think so. that's it. That's all we got, guys. Just wanted to kind of throw some QB streams at you at the end of this episode. Um, hopefully, you guys can get who you want on the waiver wire tonight, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a quarterback ranking show running back rankings in that show as well. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Take it easy. Later. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 